Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back. I want to start out by thanking you, as I have for the past few shows, for all of you who have taken the time and gave us five-star reviews over on Spotify and iTunes. We certainly appreciate your continued support. It, it does sincerely warm our hearts when we read the reviews, and I love the reviews in particular where you guys will say what you learned, how it applied to your business and personal life, and how you immediately took the information into action, because that really is what the heart and soul of this podcast is. It's Julie and I want to educate you, motivate you, but ultimately, none of those things, education and motivation, aren't worth anything unless you're going to take those things and put them into action. And that's what we truly love. And so if you have not yet given us a five-star review over on iTunes or Spotify, whichever really uh, podcast listening widget you uh, pay attention to, but iTunes really is the mothership of all of them. So please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. We would certainly appreciate it. It does go a long way to helping us stay in uh, alignment with what our mission is, which is being of service to all of you guys. Now, speaking along those lines, oh, by the way, we are going to, this is part three today. Of four, uh, 14 shifting market rules. But Julie received an email from one of our great coaching clients and uh, Harris certified coaches, uh, Jonna Weber out in, in Boise, Idaho. Yes, and Jonna is also part of our EXP family. I actually uh, saw her post this video as well on her Facebook page and her media. And I wanted to thank Jonna for being so transparent and getting a really important message out there. This was, and I could tell she really took this personally. This was a an incident where um, she had a past client. So this is especially for all of you, which what is most it? of you, a past client who called and said, uh, Jonna, you know, I don't know if you remember me or not, but I'm curious about the value of my home. Now, here's the kicker. This particular gentleman had done not one, but two transactions with her in the past. She considered him to be a top VIP past client, and yet... His message to her, which really resonated with her, was, I don't know if you remember me or not. And re- and he was requesting from her a CMA. Now, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> what's wrong with this picture is, Jonna, what her message was, how many of your past clients right now are wondering that same question, what is my house worth? And are they remembering to call you? Are they wondering whether you remember them or not? That's, you know, she's she was talking about fixing her system with reminders and things like that. And for you guys who are thinking that you're supposed to be creating these long-term drip campaigns with videos and fancy this is and the other things and dropping off pumpkin pies and frisbees in April and whatever the heck else you guys are being yeah. swindled into believing you have to give away. I just want you to remember what this guy wanted was a phone call. He wanted communication. He yes. didn't want another tchotchke. That's the reason our Center of Influence and Past Client System is part of our premier coaching program is designed to cost you absolutely nothing. There are no tchotchkes that are accompanying our center of influence past client system, no expensive CRM, nothing like that. It's just you, a phone, a script, and you know, obviously we want you to internalize, personalize 
um, the script so that it's your words, you saying your words, but don't take the heart of the script away and calling your centers of influence and past clients. And we do tell you what to say. We do tell you when to call them. And it's a very simple system to organize. Look, guys, we're entering into uncharted waters in the economy. These Your centers of influence and past clients always are and always will be the focus of any real estate business, but your real estate business. If you're new in the business, don't worry about it. In our premier coaching program, we actually tell you how to create a center of influence list. It's not that difficult. And remember, if you guys are ready to join the Premier Coaching Program, as many of you are, just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. You can join for around $100 a month. So text the word Premier to 47372, and that'll take you right to the page where you can sign up for Premier Coaching. Uh, so, Julie, Jonna then sent out a video. She posted on her Facebook page, mm-hmm. and that video was desi- was specifically for her uh, EXP group, or who was it for? Uh, it, this was for Investor, which is part of her EXP, EXP group. group. Yes. Yeah. And I have to say, John is a fantastic agent and broker. This was just, and I think that's why it hit her kind of hard, is that she felt like she was systematized, then she got that message. And her message was, are you really outreaching the way you think you are if you're getting messages like this? And, and she was lucky to have that message. He could have very well gone to somebody else, right? So, and that's coming from Jonna, who's a great agent. So how many of you guys need to make the commitment to not just join coaching, but use the past client center of influence system that we give you and have the discipline about it? How many of you right now, I just read something else on a different agent page that the agent was literally coming unglued, freaking out because her, what she believed to have as leads had dried up and literally didn't know what to do. Well, there were buyer leads for sure. Well, I'll tell you, I was on a call yesterday and the guys were a little bit frustrated that they didn't have any active listings. To which I said, tell me about your active buyers where you're putting in all your best efforts. And they had an active buyer for $40 million, right? So I'm thinking, yeah, that's going to get your attention. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay, I get it. Fair enough. I see what you're you're doing. Um, Then they had like uh, their least expensive active buyer was something like $4 million and they had five or six of them. To which then I asked the question, how many of those active buyers have properties that they indicated to you that they want to sell? All but one. Wow. Right. And so then I said to them, well, what exactly are you doing to ensure that those active buyers who are truly, you know, incredible sellers, what are you doing to ensure that they are going to list those properties with you? Or are you just assuming they're going to list those properties with you because you're working with them on the buy side? What's the middle word of assume? And so I pointed that out to them. And then they just that was a complete and total turnaround of their mindset because they realized not only do these active buyers uh, probably want to have their houses for sale now, but they are indeed leaving the door open for those buyers who are truly sellers to have communications with uh, other agents, and those other agents might very well get the listing. And in the upper, upper end, that happens all the time mm-hmm. because what's going to, well, not all price ranges, but especially in the upper end, the sellers will assume that you're a specialist with working with buyers and you work in particular markets, and that's it. And maybe their listing is slightly outside of whatever they perceive your particular market to be. And then somebody that they meet at the grocery store, Starbucks, or wherever, um, that person is also a licensee and they end up listing the house with them and you don't even know about it until you see it in the MLS. And it's your fault for not getting the listing, not their fault for not understanding how the business works, okay? That is really the takeaway. Communicating, that is the bottom line. When there's a market like this, when there's all these words that are floating around that nobody really truly understands, inflation, stagflation, recession. Oh, and yes, <laughs> there was a whole bunch of information that's about to come out about aliens. We're not making any of this up. <laughs> Why not? Throw yeah, that on top. Exactly. No, we're not making that up. Google it yourself. 
Um, yeah, so all this stuff hitting at the same time. So you need to be the calm in the storm and giving folks direction, letting them know what's going on in the real estate market. That's the point of a phone call. If you send them something, if you text them something, if you send them a video, why are you assuming they're going to pay attention to it? Nothing's like a call or going door to door. Oh, and by the way, the other thing that these uh, top agents who are selling these multi, multi-million dollar properties are going to do is they are going to go door knocking because they know that they want to deliver the message about the serenity in the market and the fact that it's a great time to sell directly to the owners of these multi-million dollar properties in uh, New York and in California. So you need to be doing these same activities. It's the people that are willing to go door to door, belly to belly, call to call, voice to voice. Those are the ones that are going to absolutely dominate in a market like this. Those that have only learned to hide behind digital communication, behind, behind videos, TikTok videos, YouTube videos, 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 you guys are going to lose because all the while you're making a video and you're spending three hours getting all everything, all the details just right, someone's knocking on their door and letting them this a potential listing know about what the new comp is in the neighborhood and do they know of anyone that's thinking about buying or selling real estate that they should be helping. You guys get it? And be honest with yourselves. You do the other passive stuff because you think that it's a better use of your time. It is not. You think there's long tail value to creating digital communication. There is not. You think that you're going to be able to reach more people. That is true. You will be able to reach more people with a video, hypothetically. You might be able to have 50 or 60 people watch your video, but who cares? Half of them are your relatives, other agents in the marketplace. What makes you think it's 50 or 60 actual prospects or people that are interested in selling? That's the reason that Julie and I in our coaching program focus in or help you guys focus in on uh, soliciting, talking with, communicating with the people who are actually in the market potentially. Yes, door knocking is going to get you the least uh, motivated folks, but the other things we teach you in the coaching program are going to get you the most motivated sources. And we did a long podcast, 20 sources of listing leads that uh, that frankly, most agents don't even know about listing leads. And these leads don't cost you anything. We did a podcast series on that. And of course, in our coaching program, we teach you exactly how to go after that business. Text the word premier to 47372. All right, Julie, do you have any other thing? Uh, well, what I was uh, going to add to that is that the difference between what our coaching clients are doing and people who are just kind of enjoying the podcast, and we appreciate that. We, we love you listening and taking some action. But I will say that my elite coaching clients, what they have done is not just take notes from those two past podcast series. So one was 23 Ways to Find Inventory, and the other one was what you wrote about 15 Reasons the Market is Not Actually Crashing. They took notes on those. They printed them off from the website. They uh, are memorizing those points, carrying them with them, getting used to talking about it, and they're using it in their door knocking for when somebody says, well, I don't know if this is the right time to sell or not. You know, they can talk to those points. Uh, so they're not just listening, they're actually taking action with those. And door knocking actually is working quite well, especially when they're doing it around sure. their listings. Or anybody's listings. Anybody's listings. And you made an interesting point about uh, your two guys that you coach, and that is that, you know, it's okay to door knock in high-end neighborhoods and buildings. Well, they don't have to memorize the points, too. You just said no. something. That's going to that's gonna threaten But they're internalizing, you know. Well, yeah. All they need to do is make like a little flyer. Just make like yeah. an, a market update flyer and take our points. Just cut and paste them if you want to, yeah, though perfect. I would make it more consumerific because the points are for you guys who are assuming are professionals. But anyway, so the point is give them something. Put something in their mm -hmm. hand and have them read these points because when you walk, knock on the door uh, and they open the door and you give them something, they're going to stand there and look at whatever you gave them while you talk to them. You guys get it? These are all you know sales 101 things 
<clears throat> but as soon as you forget the fact that you're a professional marketer and remind mm -hmm. yourself that you're a professional people helper, you are in essence a salesperson, you'll find that you'll start transacting a lot more often with a lot less stress because you're going to be in control of where your deals come from. All right, so we're yes. going to go on to point number 10, 11, and 12. Yes, again, this is 14 shifting market rules, and this is part three. So point number 10 Ask more questions and communicate nearly daily. That's what we've been talking about on this whole show. A nervous market tends to make up stories and create drama when it's unnecessary. The stress is very real for your clients, so be the leader in the transaction. Remember that knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. Sometimes the ignorance equals fear part is amongst your prospects and clients. And you cannot over-communicate. And again, we want you to be very, very clear. We want to leave nothing to chance. Communication is voice to voice, belly to belly, face to face, hand to hand, right? That's what we're talking about. The further you get away from that actual communication, the less effective it's going to be. Doesn't that just intuitively make sense? Of course it does. So don't fool yourself or let other people fool you into believing the passive communication is as effective. Even if you amplify it by a thousand X more contacts, it won't, or not even contacts, but impressions, it won't make a difference. One, two, 10 direct communications, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, hand-to-hand, you guys get it, is more effective than a thousand passive digital contacts 100% of the time. Point number 11, Julie. Point number 11. The market is not about to crash. It may seem like a crash to you if you believe that 20 days on the market is the end of the world. This time is not like last time. Remember, we did an entire podcast series about that last week, I believe. We did. Uh, many agents, buyers, sellers, and lenders were not even adults during the last time the crash of 2007 to 9. I read an article about that. Is that how are the people talking about that? As if they know anything about it. They were not even functioning adults. Oh, that is depressing <laughs> as hell. I know. But is the, that true? It is. Let's but, do some math on that. Hold on. Let's take a breath. Okay. Okay. That means 14 years ago. Oh, Even if you God. were 18 back then, you know, you're 30 now, you still can't really talk with. Well, hold on. Uh, you're assuming that. When, okay. Just to your point, though, when does someone technically become a functioning adult? Well, that's a question. That's a sliding <laughs> scale, isn't it? Okay. But remember that this is not like last time. The elements are not even remotely the same. Waiting to buy or sell because you think the market will crash is a mistake. And again, we gave you all of the reasons why on a three or four day podcast series last week. And you do need to download or listen to that podcast. It's one of our, as we, I'm not surprised to uh, know, I think we did it on uh, just three three days ago. Yes. Yeah, so go and get that podcast. It's 20 reasons, I think it ended up being about 25 reasons, why there is no market crash. Um, we sent it to Inman, we sent it to a whole bunch of other places. We are wanting people to use that content. Oh, on yes. um, Clubhouse this morning, mm. C5 Global, led by Orlando and Danny Montiel, who are in our EXP revenue share group, presented our uh, those points and oh. gave us credit for it. Awesome. And they had over a thousand people on their clubhouse, 1,200 people. Wow, go them. Nice job. Yeah, guys. well, that's, but that's the purpose of Julie and I toiling away endlessly my, uh, hour for hours on hours, days on days, creating these points for you guys. It's the taking action part. It's we're wanting you guys to use this information just for your, for your own betterment, for the betterment of your potential clients. Really what this is, remember we told you guys it's skills meets Dr. Phil, skills meets psychology, you know, uh, in other words, mindset. We know that if you have the facts, we know then once you have the facts, you calm your emotions down and then you're going to want to develop the skills. 
If your emotions are erratic, and that's what the market tries to create right now, fear, 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 fear. If you're feeling fear, and it, and what the problem with fear is it causes you not to want to do anything other than hide out and wait for the clouds to clear or wait for somebody else to solve your problem. That That is by design. And the trying to solve your problem, that's when the clever marketer sneaks in and tells you you need to be making a bunch of videos. You guys get it? If you don't feel uh, fear because you know the facts, then you're going to be able to logically and clearly make a decision on what you're going to do to make the most of this market because of this market. That's the reason Julie and I deliver our information in such a unique way. And very rarely do you hear Julie and I offering our opinions or conjecture. We're giving you facts opinions and conjectures are like farts in the wind. They mean nothing. We're giving you our facts based on not just what we found online, uh, but also what we know from history. And we're going to always reference back, well, this is what happened in the Roman Empire, or this is what happened when so-and-so was president, or this is what happened back in 1981 when inflation was bad. All these types of reference points. But Julie and I will are becoming, well, we are very effective at taking uh, opposing opposite views, that's a redundant, but of a particular point, and then going and researching both sides of it, with not trying to have any of our own biases enter into the points that we end up creating for you guys, because we want to make sure that our innate biases aren't going to uh, unduly influence what our advice is to all of you. you. Hopefully, you're understanding and appreciating that. You know, it's like what the news used to be. <laughs> really? <laughs> Reporting <laughs> opposed to entertainment or exactly. whatever it is now. Well, hopefully, we're entertaining. <laughs> That's true. Hey, if we're entertaining, give us a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes with a pithy comment. We'd certainly appreciate it. All right, point number 12, Julie. Point number 12 is a big point. Rates will continue to climb. They're still saying seven percent. I'm sorry, seven times over the year. We've already had a few of those. Uh, rates will continue to climb and then stabilize higher than you're used to or want them to be. However, they'll still be at historic low rates, even if they land in the 6% range, which is mostly predicted at this point. Uh, get your knowledge updated about adjustable rate mortgages, buy-downs, seller financing, and other alternatives to the 30-year fix. And also realize that today's 30-year, 30 30 it should say, fixed rate is going to be better than tomorrow's or next month's rate. So again, the message is, it's not going to pay to wait between inflation. Remember, when you wait, you suffer three things, not just one. It's not just the rate. It's that the price went up, which means your down payment went up. The rate went up, which means your actual payment went up. So it it's not going to pay to wait. The What's only, the third thing? Let's see. You said three things. The if payment, they're renting, the down payment, and the price. If they're rent, yeah, and the price probably went up yeah. too. If they're renting, the uh, the rent went up too. Rents are expected to climb by 20% 20, uh, 20 at, at least, least this year. Yeah. Well, but here's the other interesting thing. Again, there's all these words that people are throwing on stagflation, uh, inflation. Now, I'm going to tell you guys the same thing. The, essentially, stagflation is where uh, essentially there's a recession and the thing that because there's a recession, producers stop producing. In other words, there's not as much stuff being made because the uh, employers have laid a bunch of people off and they're producing less, thus causing prices to go up. So you can have a recession where people are losing their jobs. At the same time, you have inflation where prices are going up. You're going to start noticing that is the word that a lot of people start throwing around about what's going to most likely happen next. Or you have inflation. Inflation was where prices continue to go up, but there's no recession. Either scenario, which I frankly don't really trust any of these economists, uh, because they're the ones that got, you know, the old Albert Einstein saying is, uh, if you try to solve the, the current problem with the people that created the problem, or I don't remember the exact quote, you're never going to solve the problem. In other words, if the, if the minds that created the problem are the same minds that are trying to solve the problem, you're never going to get the problem solved. But anyway, that aside, in both scenarios, real estate's going to go up in value. 
That's really the bottom line. That's yes. what you guys should focus on. Stagflation, inflation, prices are going to go up. There's no reason to believe there's going to be a, uh, any sort of bubble. Listen to our podcast of our 20 recent points, 25 recent points probably, as to why there's not going to be any sort of uh, falling in prices because that's the other big takeaway. There are, I did, and we researched it. We did not find a single source other than people that are trying to sell you doom and gloom and prepper goods. That's the truth. Or trying to sell you into REO lists, right? We have not found a single credible source that's predicting any sort of um, drop in uh, home values. And by the way, values at all. Now, what they'll do, and you need to read what they're saying, is they'll have a salacious headline. Home prices expected to fall or some Mickey Mouse like that. Well, what they're really talking about, and let's say it's a five or six paragraph article. Read paragraph five. Skip the rest of the crap. Go to the bottom. And what they're going to say is the fall that they're predicting is not in value, but in the rate of appreciation or inflation, which are often used in the, you know, there's kind of the same thing for the sake of argument. So let's say appreciation or inflation this year on homes are supposed to be 12 or 15%. Well, next year, they're only going to be 8%. Are you kidding me? Between 12% and 8%, that's 20%. What's the predicted, like they can even predict it, inflation rate the following year? They're now predicting 6 to 8%. So if you don't buy a house this year, within 36 months, the house could be as much as 30 to 40% more expensive than it was uh, today. Now, if you combine that with interest rates, now what's going to most likely go on with interest rates? And Julie and I have been paying a lot of attention to this. Interest rates probably can't go up much higher than they are because, so the Fed's going to have to make a choice. Here it is. They raise rates to whatever the actual rate of inflation is. So the way that the, uh, traditionally it's been done, like going back to Paul Volcker, let's say, where you have to raise the rates, you have to raise, in order to slow the inflation rate down, you have to raise rates in the same rate that the inflation rate is. So back then it was 18%. That is mind boggling to think, but guess what? Mortgage rates were that high back then too. So they, in order for the traditional way of approaching rising rates or inflation is to rise rates to the same rate of inflation. Well, they can't really do that now. Otherwise it'll cause something probably akin to a depression. So it's most likely going to happen is there is going to be a point in which they can't raise rates any further. Now, this is what I've started noticing in the news, is that you're starting to hear the Fed seemingly be uh, take a victory lap. We are, you know, we're starting to see the signs that the rising rates are going up. We saw mortgage applications uh, for new uh, for purchases uh, fall. We've seen all these other types of things happening. So what's going to then happen is the rates are going to level off. They're not going to raise rates anymore because they're going to say the our fight against inflation worked. It caused an economic slowdown right in the tipping point of an, a recession. We don't want to cause a recession, so we're not going to raise rates anymore. Right there. That's what I'm predicting is going to happen. And that's based on, you know, spending way too much time on this truly nerdy stuff. <laughs> exactly. So we don't think, yeah. Julie and I do not, well, I can't speak for you. Well, do you so agree or disagree? I agree, but it will feel like something weird's going on. And if you don't have all these talking points and this information and the fact checking, then you may feel like it's some kind of crash, especially right. if you're subject to headlines, right? And you're right. They'll, they'll say, you know, prices are crashing. What they mean is, it's not going to be appreciating 20, 30, 50% a year. That's not a crash. That's a shift. And when I hear these people yeah. that are supposed experts, especially in the real estate industry talking, yeah. they don't know that, like, you'll hear these people that supposedly have authority, mm -hmm. coaches and trainers and all, just all these different people. And I'm, I hear them talk and they don't know what they're saying is uh, gobbledygook. They don't, yeah. they haven't taken, they don't, A, 
They haven't been in the industry that long. No B, they definitely didn't sell during the housing crash. Mm-hmm. But C, they don't even know what the hell they're talking about when they're starting to uh, talk about economic theory and different things. Not that we do, but my point is, is they have not researched it. They read one article. They didn't uh, trust. They didn't research the source. They didn't take the time to truly understand the context of what the article was all about. For example, all these people that are predicting there to be any sort of you know housing crash. Okay, so why would that be true? And I had somebody, actually a friend, who was trained to, you know, we were talking about this very topic on the phone, and he said, well, there's going to be a housing crash in southern Florida and whatever, Tom. Mm. And I asked him, oh, yeah. I, said, I said, so why would that be true? And that's like his answer was, well, that's what happened last time. It's I, because prices have been going up. The only thing that is similar is that prices have been going up. The, moral the rest th- of it is not even close. The point is, is that he did not take the time to really research, for example, the 20 points or 25 points from like we did on the podcast. So he did not have an educated answer. He was just parroting what he heard from another parrot. And because prices went up before, that must be what's happening. That, right. That was like the extent of your, I guess I remember that conversation. Yep. That was about the extent of the conversation, which does not go deep enough. So we're not purporting to be economists, but we, the difference is we know that there's more to the story. And so we do the research and, and the facts and look at all the different angles. And don't forget that we've also been coaching for 500 years. By the way, do you know what the certifications are to become an economist? I don't think there are any. Are there, there are none. Yeah. So we could start calling ourselves well, economists. All right. No, I don't want to be an economist. <laughs> I know. I know. There's, that's, that's too much too much every day to look at. I'm not just trying to explain that when people ask what we do. Oh, no. No, no, no. But <laughs> we have to wrap because we have to go off to... The gym. Kettlebell yes, hell. That's right. Kettlebell hell. By the way, if you guys are interested in following Julia on Instagram, uh, again, this is passive communication. Don't be confused, right? And if you want to see... We uh, post pictures of our workout every uh, day, almost every day. Um, and uh, that seems to be motivating some of you to get into your own physical, you get your own physical condition in fighting mode. And that is fantastic. And we do post pictures on Instagram. And um, if you want to communicate with us, you can always do that through Instagram as well. It's Tim and Julie Harris. That's our Instagram handle. If you guys have any questions or suggestions for the podcast, always text me. And it says my real cell phone. And I do think it's hilarious how you guys think it's a bot or something when I communicate <laughs> back. I had no, that happen like 10 not. times yesterday. Yeah. Anyway. Text me at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. For those of you who are ready to join eXp and you're looking for an eXp sponsor that's going to be very proactive in your success at eXp Realty, Julie and I would be honored if you would consider us. You can do that simply by naming Julie Harris from Georgetown, Texas when you're filling out the application, or you can text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206, and we can have the conversation about you joining Julie and I at eXp Realty. eXp Realty, without a doubt, is incredibly positioned for a change in the housing market. If you are a broker, if you are a team leader, if you're an individual agent, new agent, seasoned, grizzled, better agent, or somewhere in the middle, eXp Realty is something you need to be aware of because it's going to create multiple streams of income for you. It's going to put you 10 steps ahead of the competition. Um, I have to say it's one of the best business decisions Julie and I have ever made in our you know 31 years of being married and I think probably 30 of those we work together. Mm-hmm. You know, so do definitely consider eXp Realty. If you're ready to move forward with eXp Realty, if you've not chosen a sponsor, we'd love the opportunity to earn the right to be your sponsor. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.